ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Finger Guns Podcast. How you doing? My name is Roscoe. I am joined this week by Mr. Greg Hicks. Hello. How's it going, sir? Oh, yeah. Not well. Oh, no. What's going on? I had to shave my beard off. No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I, didn't, I didn't have like a Kratos-style beard or anything, but I've had to shave it off for work. Sure. Because of um, obviously wearing mask fittings, because we're like theater staff, so we're going to have to wear like fitted masks and having beard hair doesn't help the seal or the mask so yeah i mean there's there's obviously a, a bigger concern here with with the virus going around but yeah sad times i had to shave my beard again r.i.p greg's beard <laughs> oh, yeah. the dream is over it's just i hate i hate being clean shaven i'm not putting any pictures up and being clean shaven because i hate it damn it yeah yeah that's that's I'm, otherwise i'm fine thank you yes i'm glad and mr paul collett howdy how are you mate I'm okay. Uh, you know, it's all good. I'm perfectly fine in retrospect to other people. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, cabin fever setting in now and it's getting a bit kind of, uh, but yeah, I'm all good. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The funny thing is, I bet you haven't, still haven't played any games this week. I haven't. Though. Joe, what, my, my uh, <laughs> tendonitis has come back. The injection done the fuck all, didn't it? I was like, oh my God. Uh, so, yeah. But um, I can't even go to doctors and get an appointment to get another injection. So, you know, painful. There you go. It's a very strange time. And Mr. Sean Davies? Howdy. Uh, howdy. Everyone's howdy tonight. What's going on? Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> God, don't. <laughs> I'm with you. Howdy, howdy. Sorry. I, every time, it always makes me laugh. How are you, Sean? I am very well. I'm good. Yeah. Just watched uh, most of Mrs. Downfire. Nice. But, but I am back to work at the hospital tomorrow. So a little bit hump apprehensive, but we will see. Other than, other than that, I am very well. And how are you? I'm very well, mate. Yeah, very well. Good. Had a fun week. Um, Disney Plus launching has done nothing for my productivity at all. <laughs> I've been watching The Mandalorian. Yeah, having a great time with that. Really enjoying it. And the Imagineering story, which is like the story of uh, Disneyland, Disney World, and all the parks and stuff, and Walt Disney's idea for the parks. And it's like a, a full-on like six-part series all about it. And there's uh, one episode a week, and it's fantastic. I highly recommend it if you're interested. Oh, cool. It's really, really good if you're a Disney fan. Yeah. Even if you're not, it's fascinating to see what Walt actually went through in order to get Disneyland open. Other than that, yeah, I'm good. I'm living the dream so far in, uh, in quarantine, if you can. <laughs> if you can. And we do have a special guest with us this week now if you're listening to this podcast there's every chance that you may own some numbskull merch in your house i know i've got tons of it here and i'm sure the other guys have as well including mr Greek Hicks. oh yes so we're going to speak to what twitter knows as mr numbskull mr <laughs> ryan brown ladies and gentlemen give him a nice big round of applause howdy 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 <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for minutes to say that <laughs> Literally minutes. I was like, I'm definitely going to say howdy. <laughs> yes, we're such an English English clan, but we all say fa- uh, howdy to each other. <laughs> I say y'all a lot. I've noticed I say y'all a lot. Oh dear, that's not good. Anyway, you? yes. Hi, hello. I'm good. I've just spent my entire weekend playing Animal Crossing and Doom, so I'm away from nice. the TV for the first minute in a long time, and <laughs> I feel like I'm in some kind of twilight zone. I mean, I'm looking at a, a laptop screen now instead, of course, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Are you experiencing I... any crossover between the two? Have you gone to glory kill any of the <laughs> Animal Crossing residents yet? No, but I tell you what, my dreams are weird. My, <laughs> I'm like fishing for demons and everything now. Just don't don't like, eat cheese before you go to bed or something. And then Tom Nook is not being nice, so I just like punch him in the head. Yes. <laughs> That's the only Hello, thing you villager. should What would you like to do this morning? Reverend. <laughs> I don't know if you guys get this when you play Guitar Hero too much, you start getting that weird like 
descending walleye vision kind of mm. thing. Is it like that? Are you starting to see like yeah? Yeah, that's called the Tetris playing? effect. I definitely. Oh, is that what it's it. called? Yeah. Oh, okay. I get that from playing DDR a lot. I'll, I'll occasionally yeah, just see. I'll occasionally just see arrows. Very strange. Wow. Oh, I would get that weird thing where like I feel my eyesight is scrolling, but it's not, and it's doing a weird like contra zoom kind of thing. <laughs> they should have called it contra zoom. Yeah, but the, <laughs> the movie, the movie stole that. Yeah. I'm I'm having a weird week for that. I'm jumping between Animal Crossing and Fortnite, and there's there's some weird crossover in it because I'm running around on the Fortnite map and I can see rocks and trees that I can break. <laughs> and I'm like, if I break them, I can get some iron nuggets, but then I can get some wood and get some clay. And like, oh no, Ross, you're not playing Animal Crossing, you're playing Fortnite. And it's, yeah, it's very dangerous. It's weird I end that up it... not shooting people and I end up breaking things instead, looking for stuff to make a bench. It's weird that out of the examples you guys have given, that the concerning factor isn't Doom, it's Animal Crossing. It is what's bleeding out into other games. I've never played an Animal Crossing game. Is it really that addictive? Oh, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it is already in one week the most played game on my Switch, and I've had my Switch for three years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> even, more than, even more than Tetris. Even more than Tetris, even more than Mario Odyssey, and I completed that twice. Wow. Yeah. Is this the it's... quarantine effect though, or or is this just how like if this wasn't yeah, I... during a quarantine, do you think you'd be able to sit there and do it for like would you make time for it? I don't know. It is a perfect I... storm, I think. Uh-huh. I remember it being like this for me with the Wii version and the GameCube version. Granted, I was a teenager, so I had more time. But yeah, it's definitely just like that anyway for this game. Oh, okay. So it's the it's the perfect time for this game to come out, really. But I think it would have sold this well, and people would be playing it anyway. I mean, do you think being in in sort of lockdown at the moment has harkened you back to that teenage time of of putting loads of hours into it, or is it just a coincidence? Oh, oh, massively, yeah. Because realistically, now that I'm an adult and I work. This is never <laughs> going to happen to me again until I'm like 70 and can retire and finally, wow. finally play all my backlog games. Um, yes. But yeah, what a, what a strange opportunity that I can sit and play. I mean, I, I am working, but I haven't got to travel to work. I've, I've got, you know, more time. So I am playing an awful lot of Animal Crossing. Oh, it's all right. It's all right for some. Um, speaking of work, sorry, we, we sort of glossed over. Um, yeah, tell us about what you do at Numbskulls for those that don't know. Oh, absolutely. So I'm the PR and communications manager for Numbskull Designs and Numbskull Games. Um, so on the Numbskull Design side, uh, we're a merchandise company. You almost certainly have seen our stuff if you haven't heard us, uh, our name before. So we make the geeky Christmas sweaters that you may have seen. I um, do have one of those. Yep. We've got the, I have one we the Spyro incense burners and the Crash Team Racing incense burners. All the Resident Evil merch, Call of Duty merch, all over the place. Bits of everything. Uh, tubs which are our collectible cosplaying duck figurines, which you may have seen around. Quarter arcades, which are our quarter-scale arcade cabinets. And then on the Numbskull Games side, we publish uh, a lot of video games. Um, Some are just for Europe and Australia. Uh, Those are kind of the Spike Chunsoft games, like either Sunroom Files. And then we also publish some of our own games, which we've had to pitch to us, and we fully publish, like Super Epic and Clive and Wrench. That's what it's called. Super epic. I was going to ask you what was the name. It's it's it. It's the disabled raccoon on top of a llama, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I I, I found this nice little pitch that I can use whenever I whenever I talk about super epic, um, which you have probably heard me say, Greg, which is um that you play as a disabled raccoon riding a llama that eats a lot of burgers, and <laughs> the game is about uh, taking down this evil corporation full of greedy pigs, literal pigs. They've taken over the world with microtransactions. 
So the whole of the game is like it's a bit of a weird thing for a publisher to openly be there's an irony fun there, at. Yeah, we, we. I mean, I, I said when we signed this game, I was like, for God's sake, make sure we never publish a game with microtransactions in it now, because <laughs> this one outright is calling them evil. <laughs> but yeah, it was a cool thing, cool game to work on. Cool I game. remember we, Sean and I had a quick blast on it uh, when you set that little event up in the in the pub by mm. EGX, and yeah, it was good fun then. It's just, it's just another a sort of wacky platform, but the pitch itself, I thought, was really good, and I just couldn't remember what it was called. Super epic, the Entertainment War is its full title. Because it's got, it's only got QR codes in it as well. Yeah, so you scan the QR code with your mobile phone and then play a little game, it's, you know, like a Flappy Bird kind of game on That's that sort right. of stuff uh, to unlock some extra goodies. If you don't have a mobile phone, you can just progress through the game anyway. It doesn't block your progress, but cool little game. That blew and, my mind. And speaking <laughs> of um, cool little games, um, I've got to give a shout out to the cabinets. They are good fun, but Yay. they are absolutely hard as nails. I forget how much I suck at old games. Oh, and I had to get good at them <laughs> because I bring them <laughs> to events all the time and I'm on video recording it. I'm like, if if I'm on camera seen being terrible at Pac-Man, people are not going to take this product seriously. So I had to I... learn how to complete like multiple levels without losing a life, which is wow. harder than it sounds if you're not, I bet. you didn't grow up with them. I can't yeah. play Pac-Man. I mean, I can. Obviously, I have thumbs and digits, but I'm, I've never been very good at Pac-Man. And it's only when I play like older versions of it, I'm like... Wow, I really can't play Pac-Man. You think you're doing all right, and those little fuckers will sneak around and yeah, I was caught out. I didn't realize how much I sucked at Pac-Man. So thank you, Numbskulls, for uh... <laughs> that's what we're there <laughs> for. Really... Yeah, then people know they suck at video games. What quarter arcades have you got now? Because I am, I have been seriously tempted. I have a space in my house which is perfect for a quarter arcade cabinet. I was just wondering which ones have you got now? Oh yeah, sure. So we've got Pac-Man, Galaga, Ms. Pac-Man, and Galaxian out at the moment. And then we have uh, Space Invaders, Track and Field, and Bubble Bobble coming soon. Oh, and obviously some more, some more in the future that we haven't announced yet as well. Track and Field sounds amazing. Can I uh, just uh, butt in here quickly? Sorry. You say you've got Track and Field in one of the little mini quarter arcades. Mm-hmm. Is it reinforced? <laughs> <laughs> we, we anticipated that people would say this. So we've, I've literally got video of uh, the people in the warehouse slamming the hell out of our sample wow um, okay. so they're just like they're just like bashing it with their fists um obviously we will put them through rigorous testing to make sure that those are going to survive give, give um, Paul one he'll love it <laughs> <laughs> i actually do really like that game it's one of my favorites from back in the day it's really good it's good it's good fun i'm gonna have to get my practice in i think yeah track and the insanely quick mashing one isn't it yeah as, as, amongst other games you've got to you've got to really hammer the button down is that the one mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. I'm pretty I can sure. I see why you reinforce Pretty that, sure yeah. I'd. Uh, yeah, pretty sure I'd break that thing, <laughs> for sure. Oh, that's scary. I was curious about uh, Numskull Games because it's quite, in the grand scheme of things, it's quite a new venture for Numskull, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, only a year um, old. Where did where, where did it come from? Where did Numskull sort of merge, then end up into being a games publisher? Oh sure. So uh, how it happened is. Uh, Obviously, we have a long-standing uh, relationship with retailers, so Game in the UK, GameStop in the US, EB Games in Australia. So we already have that process pretty solid. And so it's a pretty good standing to then, well, let's just release some video games. We have this retail chain here. Let's release some video games. So uh, Martin DeFries, who was the managing director at Rising Star Games, they published a lot of the Harvest Moon games and stuff, yes. um, he left and formed Numskull Games with us. Um, and so right from the get-go, he had obviously all those 
uh, that path into retail immediately. That discussion didn't need to happen. It already existed. And then he already had a lot of connections on his side um, with companies like Spike Chunsoft and PM Studios. So it was fairly quick. I mean, I heard that we were having a publisher happen. Uh, oh, by the way, Ryan, we're getting a, a, a Numskull Games team in in a couple of weeks. And then they were there. And within three weeks, we had like two games out. <laughs> so so in the space of three <laughs> weeks, I found out we were doing it. And then there were game releases. So it was a really quick turnaround. Um, I can't remember the exact number, but I think we released something like 10 games in our first year, something like wow. that, um, which is pretty good. Uh, considering, you know, two of those were either Somnium Files, which is a big game from the guy that made Danganronpa, and um, uh, Deadly Premonition Origins, sort of a big game. So we released both of those last year, uh, which were really big successes. So when you when you you're, you're approaching people, do you you say, hey, we we have that initial branch straight into retail stores? You know, we can get physical copies of your game out there. Is that is that a big? I assume it's a big selling point for them to sign up with you. Yeah, I'd say our two strongest points are one of them is certainly that that. Bam, globally, Australia, New Zealand, Germany, France, America, blah, blah, blah. Everywhere around the world, we, we have a path into retail immediately. So that that's strong. And also, we, we already set up on Amazon. We have uh, our own online retailer, Geek Store, as well. That's a good selling point. The second bit is, well, we can make a collector's edition because we have a merchandise company. So we don't have to outsource merch or little bits to put in your box. We can just we just do it. So for most physical releases that we're, we're, we're putting into retail, we try and include something extra in it because why not we make merch for example for super epic and deadly premonition origins it was a pin badge set so the box isn't too big because obviously retail space is important so you can't have the box be massive the only big version of something we did was uh either Sonnen files had a special agent edition huge box with lots of goodies and soundtracks and whatnot in it so yeah those are the two selling points really it's quite good uh, how was the transition for you because i i've I followed you on Twitter for probably too long, <laughs> and um, you, you literally like you're so fast with games news. Um, but anyway, you, you obviously were games press, and then made the jump over to Numskull before it became a game publisher as well. So how was that? How was that transition for you? I mean, obviously from games press to games public relations, and then from you know merchandise to actually publishing. How did you find all of that? Yeah, so I mean, the, I previously worked as a video game journalist for The Mirror and freelanced around a bit. And um, the transition from video game journalist to PR is strange because it's literally the opposite side of the coin. So I used to be a journalist trying to get as much as I could out of PR for my news pieces and reviews. And I'm on the other side, trying to get as much as I can out of journalists by sending them samples and whatnot. Um, I think that helps because I understand where journalists are coming from and what they need and don't take things personally if things are reviewed poorly or you know that or if they they, they aren't interested in covering it because I've been there I get it I know exactly what they want I know how to talk to them it also means that I'm not speaking super formally with people like I'm doing stuff like this whereas I remember I won't name names but I remember when I was a journalist some PR really formal because I've gone to kind of you need to do marketing that like an old school marketer so it's very formal not 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 most people but some people are like that and I don't think that's necessary like games are fun we should be able to chat and have fun and fuck about and talk about games we like. So that's good. It means that I, I don't have to talk for me. I don't take offense if things can't be covered, blah, blah, blah. Um, took me about six months, to be honest, to really properly work out exactly what I was doing when I when I moved to the merch side. Thankfully, that was a good time for me to move because Numskull was kind of just doing small ranges at that point. We didn't really have a big personal brand like Tubbs or Court Arcades at that point. So I kind of got in at a really good time uh, to help sort of 
work out exactly what I was doing and, and sort of find my footing. A good thing about NumSchool is the NumSchool directors are kind of aware of we've hired you because you're the best person for the job. So you work out how you want that role to work. So I didn't join and for months was told exactly what to do and, and what was needed from the job. It was kind of like, you know what you're doing. You, you work, you know, I was given all the tools I needed and it was, what do you want the role to be? How do you want it to work? It's really cool. And a lot of people at NumSchool have that as you kind of really, you kind of really mold the role around yourself, which was really great. And then moving from uh, merchandise to games was interesting. But to be honest, having been a journalist, I knew that that part was the easy part. People want to cover games. <laughs> they they don't always want to cover merchandise. So it's actually a lot easier to get coverage for game releases than it is the merch side of things, usually. And it's quite fun, you know, sending codes out and seeing what people think of the games and stuff. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to juggle the two. Yeah. Uh, it is good fun. Yeah, I, it's a it's a cool company. I I have a numskull sticker on my laptop now. <laughs> it's it's an interesting Wait. proposition because it feels like a, a really exciting company at the minute. You know, you've got the tubs, which my kids every time they see them, they're like, "Oh yeah, can I have one of them?" And I'm like, "We need to get over the pop addiction first, and then then we'll go for tubs." Because they you've got another set of them coming out soon, haven't you? The tubs or are they out? Oh yeah, well that's that's an ongoing thing. So we've had Wave One released in August. We announced Wave Two at the end of February, and we've kind of been releasing sets of those as we're going. Obviously, the current global situation has delayed a lot of our a lot of the things we're doing at the moment, just because on the production side of things, yeah. things are delayed. On the shipment side of things, things are delayed. But yeah, we'll have we'll be announcing more sets throughout the year. So we, we're really going to ramp up the amount of announcements we have for tubs. As we expected, when we first announced them and the great reception that got, that really helped us get more licenses, a lot more licenses. <laughs> so there, <laughs> there is there is a lot more coming in the future. Um, some really cool stuff, really cool stuff. Is, is there, because I know, like I, I saw one in particular, my wife's sitting in the room right now, so I don't want to spoil the surprise. But is is the, the Lord of the Rings ones out? Are they... Yep, yep, they're out. They're out. Cool. cool that's cool, a set cool. of four. They're out at the moment. Cool, 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 cool. It's a, it's a birthday <laughs> soon, so. <laughs> Mum's the word. <laughs> I think I need me the Resident Evil tubs, though. I definitely need those. Yeah, those ones are really good. Do you know, I mean, it's, again, it's I'm the PR, so I would, I would say this, <laughs> but the uh, the designs are so good on these tubs. Like, unlike the competition, you know, you know what I'm on about. I won't say <laughs> the name, but you know which one I mean. Unlike the competition, like <laughs> our designs are not they're not just boring like tea poses like each one individually pose and they're sculpted really interestingly and i think it's because we don't have like this cookie cutter way of doing it like we yeah. have designers that are people like us people that actually care about these brands you know that they're interested in this stuff that will spend a lot of time 3d modeling and designing each character um and then we make sure that works in a mold so it's not this cookie cutter i don't think the cookie cutter approach works with stuff like this because then you can tell that they're kind of just like copy pasted yeah i'm looking at like the resident evil ones now for example and like it's like chris with his, his big hair from the original <laughs> yeah and like leon leon is molded to be holding his torch in one hand and his gun and he's got a frown on and jill's got a concerned frown and she's got her old costume whereas leon's got and it's like it's that little attention to detail it's not just like you say that that cookie cutter mold of just pressing a duck and there you go it's painted to look like a, a generic template with a different color scheme to it and actually it, it really makes me want them <laughs> yeah. i'm doing I'm sure. i know where to put them at the moment that's the problem there's a there's a lot of complaints about the competition online that if you lined up 10 of them you wouldn't be able to tell which character is which because they 
you know, like you say, they are cookie cutter. Whereas the tubs, they, you know, you can definitely tell who they're supposed to be. Like, you know, the Borderlands ones, you know who they are ex- immediately. So it's. Have you, have you seen the Street Fighter ones? Yeah, I, I, I really love the the Hadouken. Like, it's actually like a, a little plasma <laughs> ball, isn't it? Yeah, a little uh, sticking out the side. That was that was awesome. Yeah. And then the the, oh. the last. When are the last of us ones? Are they not out yet? Are they coming? They're not out yet. Yeah, those will. They might end up being pushed back, to be honest, because of everything that's yeah. going on. Yeah. But, you know, either way, they'll be out in a couple of months. But so. it's, it's, it's like Joel's little beard going over his bill. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff oh god there's a sonic one <laughs> yeah oh no oh so, no um, right with, pre-ordered <laughs> with um with everything that's obviously going on at the moment with the coronavirus and things being cancelled obviously e3 being cancelled res has been turned into like a digital show obviously a lot of interest for numscos must come from people on the convention floors actually being able to see things and you know get like a hands on it and other merch you mm-hmm. do how do you think that's going to really affect or is it going to affect how you guys operate at the moment not being able to go to shows um yeah so it affects us in a few ways really i mean primarily our business is about selling at retail so a lot of people will just see our products and pick it up and so that won't change um but on the on the side of res and stuff when we go to res res specifically this year was a numbskulls games attendance we weren't going to bring the merchandise we were just going to go to numbskulls games but we had a big marketing plan just surrounded by res like a lot of the things we, we were going to announce um uh seven or eight games just before res and then they were all going to be playable res <laughs> that was the idea and we were halfway through announcing them bef- before it got cancelled and so we have held back a couple of the announcements at the moment so for us we were going to attend with developers that's vital feedback for them because a lot of those games like clive and wrench that we've announced recently that's made by one guy who's been making it for nine years on his own. Wow. So that's the first time it's ever going to really properly be playable in public like that. And so that's vital feedback for him. That's vital player feedback. It's vital feedback for us to see what people want from a physical release. It's also how we get, uh, how we see a lot of new games. People will come and pitch their games to us. We'll check out new games. We may have ended up signing games there for all we know. If we're going as a retailer, you know, if we're going as numbskull rather, then sometimes we're selling merch. But a lot of the time, even if we're selling stuff, it's a marketing exercise as much as anything else. So it's just about yeah. getting people to see this stuff. And as you know, as you know, we we have our press events of this sort of stuff. So we and we would have done at Res, where we'll have an event where we invite loads of press and loads of media and influencers to come and check out upcoming stuff. And now for the foreseeable future, we can't do any of that. It's a tricky one for sure. I mean, we're not in the worst position because, as I say, we sell at retail and we sell through online retailers. A lot of our stuff is a lot is very Christmas focused. So you know our, our Christmas uh, sweaters and the sales of tubs. That it's mostly Christmas end. Yeah. So we'll be fine. But you know it's a it's a bummer for sure. <laughs> it, it ruined a lot of our plans. Yeah, Ross and Ross and Sean were going to go. Mm. We were. And I was just going to say I'm really glad that you guys have picked up Clive and Wrench because I've been watching that game on Twitter for years. That like oh, the okay. gifts that the gifts he's been posting up and how much that game has changed over the years, and. Like he's, you know, always there for screenshot Saturday and that kind of stuff. And the guys genuinely like the progress he's made. And it's been one of the highest kind of indie games that I've really wanted. But it's always seemed like so ambitious for just one guy. And then like when you guys picked him up, I thought, right, that's amazing. Like finally, because he's worked so hard on that game. And you can tell by all the progress he's made over the years. I'm really glad that you guys picked that up. So thank you. (laughs) <laughs> you're welcome when he pitched it i was 
I mean, obviously the decision doesn't solely lie on on, on me. Yeah. I I can be like, oh, that's good, we should do that. But ultimately, it relies on the the Numbskull Games director and whatnot. But when we, when that was pitched to us, I I really wanted us to take it because I've seen the success of similar games, and it was yeah. like people want 3D platformers right now, and I want 3D platformers right now. So feed it to me directly right now, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, and you know, I got to have a little play of a build, which is awesome, and I was just immediately sold on that game. And Rob is a great guy, like he is awesome to work with some publishers and some licenses can be a bit tricky but rob is amazing to work with i wish we just worked with a million robs it'd be much easier <laughs> and yeah and i think people are going to be really in- into that game like for for me seeing our years line up that was the one that i immediately was like that's going to be big like that that's our game for the year that's the big game for the year and yeah i mean it, it looks it, it looks amazing it's incredible that he's done most of the work on his own over nine years it must be really weird for him bless him to have a little bit of the control taken away not that we take control of everything but i mean that he doesn't have to handle the pr stuff anymore i can do it and so he'll forget that and just sometimes do it and be like oh my gosh i'm so sorry i forgot to tell him like dude it's it's your game like (laughs) if you want to do it's your baby it's your baby like okay Uh, less work for me woohoo um (laughs) Share the load kind of thing. Yeah, but he is, yeah, he's great and uh, can't wait for that game. And of course, we will be publishing it uh, physically as well. So for him to get like that game in a box at retail on a Nintendo console is surely going to be incredible, you know, after all that time having, you know, no idea where it was going to end up in the end. Yeah, Yeah. pretty sweet. What else have you announced that's to come? I don't want to ask you about the unannounced stuff that you had around Res, but were any of the other games announced before Res was cancelled? Yeah, we announced one or two. I don't want to list them in case I mess up and say one that we haven't done yet because I've just literally <laughs> just written all the press. Yeah, don't, don't let Sean catch you out with that. <laughs> um, okay. But a couple of games. Uh, over the next three or four months, we'll have a, a few games released and then we'll also be announcing very soon a lot of the games that we're in theory releasing August, September, October-ish. So... Some of those are games that, like Clive Wrench, Super Epic, games that we're fully publishing globally. Some are games from Japan or the US that we're just publishing for Europe and Australia that aren't here yet. And, you know, like like usual for us, it's all over the place for genres. We kind of just select titles on the power of the title itself. We don't necessarily want to be like, Numskull Games is an RPG publisher, or Numskull Games is a visual novel publisher. It's just kind of like, if it's a strong game, we think it's going to do well, we'll pick it up. Awesome. Alright, should we get into some video games? Cool. Um, just one last question, because we always ask what we're looking forward to towards the end of the podcast. Uh, Ryan, what upcoming games are you looking forward to? Oh, gosh. Well, I'm looking forward to the near remaster that was announced literally today as we record. Uh, yeah. um, I saw you tweet am... about that earlier. Oh. You looked very excited. Very excited. Uh, Neo Automata is my favorite game ever. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So, and I grew up on the in, as a team playing the Dragon Guard games. So, it's amazing to me that this series is finally big. I cannot wait for that Nier remaster. Yeah. That game. <laughs> Resident Evil 3 as well. Like, that's Wee. in a week. I want to get Doom out of the way so I can play that. A bunch of indie games as well, which left my mind at the moment for some reason. But, yeah, tons of, tons of great games coming out this year. Cool. I did actually try Nier Automata because I had the first Nier. And I got quite far in it. And it's not like I don't get weird, obscure Japanese games or anything like that. But I couldn't get into near Automata. Or Automata. I can't remember which one. I call it Automata. So just, yeah, roll me. Because people always pronounce differently. What am I missing with it? Because I got about two hours in and thought it's not gripping me. Uh, first of all, how dare you not like a game that I like? That's illegal. <laughs> don't do it again. Damn um, it, 
Yeah, no. How, how dare I be so opinionated? Uh, it's definitely not for everyone. Like I recognise that it's it's definitely not. If you played it for a couple of hours and it didn't click with you, that's it's probably not going to click with you. But it is um, going to Game Pass this week, isn't it? So it is. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I, really, I, for me, it's just narratively, like the story is damn strong, and it plays on the fact that it's a video game more than perhaps any other video game does because video games are such a unique interactive medium, and I think it's incredible when games play on that so the fact the fact that you can interact i won't spoil specifically in which ways how but the fact that you can interact with it plays a part in the actual story and 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 the plot and how it works Uh, as one example um i won't spoil this because it's not really narrative based but the trophies in game you know you might a lot of people look at the trophies they'll really try hard to get the trophies you can see the trophy list after you finish the game you could just go buy them you could just go buy the entire trophy you can just Spend money, which at that point you'll have loads of currency and just buy all Wait, of the trophies. What? So you won't have to sit and unlock them. <laughs> all these all these incredibly well, different things. You can buy what within game currency, you mean? Yeah, you can just buy oh, them. right. Instead okay. of fulfilling the actual criteria, you yeah. just buy them all. And that's literally <laughs> just because the director of your is like just wanted to make a point of how they're all a waste of time. It's like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> no, they're not. They're a very valid pastime, and I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, In um, your face, Sean. <laughs> Sean's, Sean's, Sean's like level, what, 50-something on trophies? I have 170 platinum trophies. What? And level 55 on play. It's not an obsession. It's just something I like <laughs> no, I, to do. <laughs> um, I, I looked at my gamer score when I used to be really into gamer score on the Xbox, and I think in recent years, but I think my total was like 130,000-something now. And I remember thinking, like, when you said about your trophy level, and I thought, oh, cool, mum must be on the comparative level because I've played a lot of games. And I put in the, the equivalent thing. I'm like, fuck, I'm nowhere near Sean. Like, no. he's he's rinsed a lot of games. I have a problem. It's fine. It's no, fine. No. Let's move on. Gaming is not a problem. <laughs> it's fine. It's it hobby. is fun, though. It is fun to sit in. I mean, I, I don't so much now simply because I'm time poor, but when I was a a teen on the ps3 and stuff i would spend an awful lot of time trophy hunting like it is it is fun like especially post game like once you finish the game and then going back and trying to do it all yeah, i love all that absolutely. if it's a game where you need to complete the game again i won't bother because that's i haven't got time for that yeah, yeah. Or, mo- or, mo- or online multiplayer trophies I like this, multiplayer the amount of times I've, I've picked up a game and gone oh this looks interesting got it home and then realized oh i can't actually get the platinum trophy because they've disabled the the online mode I bought a Lord of the Rings game, and it was like, I've, I've got all the trophies. Now I'm going to go and do the online, and then went online, and it was like, the servers for this are no longer active. <laughs> no! Love it. <laughs> oh, the pain. I think one of the most, the one of the most egregious ones of that is, is Chrome Hounds on the Xbox 360. Yeah, it's, an, it's a bit like Armored Core. Oh, right, okay. Um, 840 points worth of achievements are locked behind multiplayer, and that shut off years and years ago. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I sort of side, I sort of digressed a bit there, but yeah. Near Automata, Automatic, whatever. I'm about to give it a go again. So yeah, Resident Evil 3 though. Can't wait for that on Friday. Oh god, it's Friday, isn't it? It is, yeah, Friday the third. I've got days to complete Doom. <laughs> You've to got rip and, you need to rip and tear a bit faster. I do. And Animal Crossing, I need a complete Animal Crossing. Can you complete Animal Crossing though? No. <laughs> I completed it, mate. Yeah. Animal Crossing just becomes you and you become Animal Crossing. And that is it. <laughs> Forever. Then it was crush one you, one it. with the nugs. Oh man, I, I, I wish you guys played it. I really want to talk. I want to go like deep dive into it, but there's just no okay. point because it'll go completely over your heads. You wouldn't believe the amount of times I've almost bought it this week. <sighs> you, you must if if you want something that's gonna zen you out. It is designed for absolute chill. You can do everything at your own pace. It's completely real time, so you do something and they go right. Come back tomorrow and it'll be ready. And that's exactly what you do. You put it down and then you go back the next day. And uh, there it is. So immersive. 
Oh, and beautiful. most importantly, my town has a Luigi memorial, rest his soul. Yeah. So he can come and <laughs> a... visit rest Luigi. His soul? What happened to Luigi? He died at sea. He's, he's gone. <laughs> so I've got a nice portrait of Luigi up on one of the rocks where the sea splashes up against it. I've got oh. a sign that says rest in peace. And then everyone, everyone will visit my town and just throw roses down at the, at the, at the rocks. <laughs> we'll play on ocarina and play a little, play a little tune to him. Like, boop, 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 boop. And then be like, rest in peace, sweet prince. And then, we'll, and then we all leave and carry on with our day. Um, but that's everyone must do that every time they visit now. Must go and pay your respects yeah. to the rest, rest in peace, Luigi. I think this is the only time it's ever appropriate to laugh at a memorial. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's fine. Are... His his ghost is stuck in the vacuum that I've put next to the portrait, so he's he's with us. Really. <laughs> oh, the irony! <laughs> he's become uh, everything he ever vanquished with a vacuum. Right, thank you very much indeed. Uh, you're welcome to stick around, or you can head off and enjoy your life in quarantine. I will pop off so that my boyfriend's parents can have their room back, because I've snuck in here to record. So Sweet, well thank you very, very much for your time. You're more than welcome, this was fun. This was good fun. And I'll, I'm sure I'll listen to the quiz as well. Good luck. Afterwards. <laughs> sure, Sean, know, uh, it depends on what kind of mood Sean is in, because he can do some really simple ones, or he can be absolutely fiendish. That's, that's actually true. why I'm gu- that's actually why I'm ducking out. I don't want to be humiliated and be like fake gamer. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. I really appreciate your time. You're a lovely guy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you likewise, guys. Cheers, Thanks, like Ryan. Thanks for coming on. Take it easy. He's the nicest guy. Oh, what a nice man. All right. Our thanks to Mr. Ryan Brown. You can follow him on Twitter and at Toads Anime. T O A D S A N I M E. He's actually worth a follow for so many reasons. He's very funny and he keeps you up to date with news almost insanely quickly. I don't know how he does it. Be sure to give him a follow. Right, let's jump into what we've been playing, and we're going to do it super double speed time this time, because I can't believe the time already. Uh, we're going to jump into Mr. Greg Hicks. What have you been playing this week? I've had a couple of games of the Predator Hunting Grounds trial, which oh, is yeah, all right. Um, I thought playing as a fire team member was weak, but playing a Predator was quite fun. I did sufficiently wipe out the other the, the fire team. Not, the, not a lot of the AI... Um, opponent i mean the actual fire team i managed to rip all their spines out so yeah that was good fun still cracking on with deus ex i am oh i was i was feeling a bit nostalgic for uh resident evil because i missed the resistance beta so i i purchased um code veronica x for the ps4 thinking it was going to be the the remaster type version that it was on the 360 it's not it's a bloody ps2 port so it looks fucking awful on my tv do yeah mistakes were made that learn you yeah, that'll does, it not, uh, does it not uh, mention that on the uh, description? No, it well, no, because you know, like if you look on the store, you'll see um, where, like, if you if you look for PS2 games, for example, it'll have like the the logo, like the Max Payne Two, and other like, PS2 border, won't it? And it will say PS2 game. It doesn't. It just says game. So, which I took to think was the 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 one I played on the 360, the re not remastered, you know what I mean, like the HD version, like they did with Resident Evil yeah. 4 and that kind of thing. And when I booted it up, if you played, I mean, I'll, I'll speed up with this, but if you if you play a PS2 game on the PS4, it says press the touchscreen for start and select, and I was like, hang on, oh no, and it booted up, and it was doing a whole, like, press the PlayStation 2 memory card, I'm like, oh, that's a <laughs> fucking emulator. I mean, I'll, I'll probably play it through at some point, because gosh darn it, I spent money on it, but... Yeah, that's been my week. Missing betas, playing a trial of something, and just crushing disappointment. Oh, me! That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's fine. Resident Evil 3 is out on Friday, so fuck yeah. Isn't the, isn't the beta on Xbox? As what, well? the Resistance one? Yeah, that one's live. It was the PC and PS4 one that were pulled. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was finishing today. Ooh. I 
maybe you can give it a go after this. Who I knows? might have to do that. I will try. Yeah. Get it downloading. People call it. <laughs> Hello. This may not. This may not take long. Um, <laughs> what have you been playing this week? Uh, not a lot. Uh, <laughs> my dreaded tendonitis has flared up again, so wow. it's been uh, unbelievably painful. But I did manage to squeeze in a little bit of a way out with my buddy. Oh, nice. Which um, absolutely love that game, and I don't know why. Um, there's not more sort of cart games like that online. It's perfect in the way you know. We, we don't live too far away, but it's just nice to get there. You can, you know, chew the cards, uh, play the game. And I've known this guy for like forever. He's like extended family, really. But like when he, on parts of the game, you have to do things in time. We don't really go one, two, three. We just kind of do it at exactly the same time. We kind of know each other. So yeah, I didn't realise it was online co-op. I thought it was you had. I thought it was like split screen only. Yeah, it's split screen, but sort of online. So you can see, oh, still see both screens, but you only control yeah. one of them, and that obviously helps because oh, okay. obviously you can see what your other characters do. Yeah, themselves. yeah. But uh, that's interesting. I might have to purchase it now and find someone oh, to. It's, awesome. it's really good if you got if you've got like a, uh, a close buddy you can play it with. It's really good because you know. And I was, we was talking. I was like thinking. How good would this be if it was like in VR, like this kind of co-op gameplay? That'd be kind of awesome, and you know, and, and I think that's how the kind of uh, heist should have been in in Grand Theft Auto Five, if that would be impossible, because it's nothing quite like it. It's just it's really good, and uh, we thought we we get the prison. We thought that's it, game over. It wasn't particularly long, but it keeps going on. Now we're outside chasing some other dude. It's just like it's brilliant. So I think it's only like fifteen pounds, is it, or twenty pounds? Like it's not a lot, so definitely worth the purchase. Nice. It's also on EA Access, if anybody wants to yes. jump on that. So if you want to pay like £4 to give it a go, then EA Access is your friend. Absolutely worth it. I do want to play it. It's always one of those things that's like, oh man, I really should have played that. But, yeah, um, you, really should, you should get downloaded. If it's like, it'll probably be on offer again soon, because I bought it when it was on offer. Yeah. Um, like Tenor, I think he was. It'd be on there again. If you see it, get it, because it's really good. I bought it, Roscoe. We'll play it and we, we can stream it if you want Oh, oh, I mean, you say that, but will we? No, we won't. <laughs> I'm mean, just saying it. it. Just saying it for the benefit of it, okay? Let's just add it to the list. We are the people because, of the best intentions. Because you have to play it on don't you? You can't play it on your own. You, you can play it on your own, but you're, you're fixed up with a random partner. No, which, no. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, not worth it. Uh, people. Yeah. <laughs> Quarantine really is the best thing for me, to be honest. This is where I belong. <laughs> this is where I belong. Uh, Mr. Sean Davies, what have you been playing this week? Okay, I'm going to go through this quickly. I've been playing Doom Eternal. Um, uh, there is a re- yes, uh, there is a review on Thinguns.net. It's got a 10 out of 10. Um, it is, uh, you know, like people haven't got time to read these days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but do go and check out the review. <laughs> you know, if, if you want to hear all my thoughts on it, you can go. But, you know, it's the best first-person user experience I've had in years. It's like... Mirror's Edge, drenched in blood, and then handed a shotgun and said, go, 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 go. And that's that's what it is. It's fantastic. I have never swore at my TV as much as I have as playing that game. And half the time, it wasn't because things were going badly. It was because they were going very well. And that's it's just a Fuck testament yeah. to the game. Exactly. <laughs> um, was there lots of fist pumping? I've stood up in the living room a handful of times and gone really close to the TV, which I yeah. never do. Never do. <laughs> wow. It's just one of those games that's totally intoxicating. Everything you do in it is designed to be just like awesome. And it just gets getting more and more awesome the longer you're playing it. And it's like, the thing is, the game keeps saying, ah, you can't do that. Like at one point, there is there is a set piece in the game where a character says, you can't do that. And then you just go and do it. And it's like, 
Oh my god, <laughs> just just so fucking good. And the weaponry. <laughs> uh, sorry, I said I was going to go through this quickly. I've also been playing Gigantosaurus. There is a review up on the website. If you've got kids and you want them to be entertained while they're in indoors during this time, then it, you can't really go wrong with Gigantosaurus. It's a 3D collector uh, platformer. The kids have had a reasonably good time with it. Um, it's accessible to all ages. It's really not that difficult, but there are challenges for the older kids. It, it's just a, a, a really nice, colourful 3D platformer. And if you're one of those people out there that have been trashing this game because it's a kid game, then go and eat a dick. I've also been playing... That <laughs> ah, fucks me off, man. <laughs> I've, I've been playing Lair of the Clockwork God on PC, which is it is the funniest game I've ever played in my entire life. Better than Tales of the Borderlands. Just It's just so funny. Uh, it's basically a combination of an indie darling platformer and a point-and-click adventure. So you've got Ben, who likes to do point-and-click adventures and won't jump, because if he jumps, he thinks he's going to turn into a platform gamer. And Dan, who won't pick anything up unless it's collectible and is all into platformers. It's so self-referential. It's like fourth-wall demolishing. It's just fantastic comedy. And it's really smart, too, so if you've got a PC, go and give that a go. Uh, Life is Strange 2. If I'd have played this last year, this would have been on my Game of the Year list. I made a mistake. This is one of the best games of last year, and I'm a dum-dum for waiting until it was all finished to play it. So it deserves the BAFTAs, and I hope it gets it. Uh, totally reliable delivery service. It's just fine. Um, not to be confused with Totally totally Accurate Battle Simulator, which is very close to the abbreviation of this game. This is um, basically a delivery service where all of your delivery drivers are crap. There is a review on the website at the minute on fingerguns.net. Go and go have a look at that. I've been playing The Complex, which our man Toby, um, a new writer. Hi, Toby, who's who's already reviewed The Complex, and he's also got another review coming up this week. And your pathologic um, as well. And Pathologic, yeah, Pathologic 2. Uh, the guy is a great writer, and I'm really happy that he's on board. He's he's written a review for The Complex, but I've also had a playthrough. And I think I liked it a bit more than Toby, but I completely agree with everything he's saying in his review. It's If you've not heard of The Complex, it's like a FMV game uh, about... Oh, uh, wait, hang on, hang on. Isn't it embargoed until 31st? It is. I'm not, I'm not going to give any opinions about you know the review. Sure. I'm just going to say what it is. Cool. Um, it's cool. an FMV game about... It's, it's like a branching narrative FMV game, and it's pretty damn cool. If you if you watch the trailer, you've basically got the the idea of the game, and it's um yeah, it's it's cool. Um, I played a couple of rounds of Predator Hunting Grounds. I get the feeling I enjoyed it a lot more than you guys. I killed the Predator, um, which was fun. Um, it's it's a it's still a bit rough, but I forget the feeling that as long as they stick to this, stick to it, and, and you know patch out some of their bits that are a bit rough. I think it's one of the most um, well-designed asymmetric multiplayer games I've played in a while, as in it gives both teams uh, objectives that aren't just kill each other, which is you know, what keeps that game interesting. It's not Evolve. Everyone, you know, I've seen an, an article on the internet from COG Connected, I think it was today, that said um, Predator Hunting Grounds is just Evolve again. And it's not Evolve again at all. It's completely different. You can get your head out of your arse. We said um, that when we came out of VGX, didn't we? We said it's not like Evolve because you're not tasked with taking down the Predator. You're just tasked with doing a mission whilst getting 
annoyed yeah. by a predator. It's totally different. You've got different objectives. It's not just a, a firefight. It's 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 far more nuanced than that as well because yeah. you know you, you've got objectives and you've got NPC enemies that can attack both of you. You know it's it's not it's not evolve at all and. You know, it is far more complicated, and as long as they keep keep up with the comment, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. To be honest, it looks it looks really interesting. So, and lastly, I've I've only played a couple of hours of this, but my kids saved over my save game, so I'm gonna have to start all over again. It's, it's that Shinsaki Into the Depths on the Switch. It was shown on the direct and released on the same day, I think. Uh, but it's like a platform where you have to delve into the the ocean, and it looks pretty cool. It's got a really samey gameplay loop though you have to basically collect resources to upgrade your suit so you can go deeper and it just feels very samey for the first couple of hours i'm hoping it gets better and that was my list i'm sorry it was a lot i haven't even <laughs> told you half of the stuff that i've played i'll be honest <laughs> <laughs> this quarantine has been good <laughs> i've had another uh, a week of uh, like seeing your sort of like friends online thing and me going what the fucking fuck is that game? <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. I do that. Yeah. What is Sean playing? No, no, no. Not even going to ask. No, I'm I'm saving uh, saving a couple of games that I'm playing for this week for next week because I'm going to have reviews up for them. So, um, you should really check out the website at the minute. Fingerguns.net is littered with awesome reviews. So you should go there and and do that because we're kicking ass and chewing bubblegum. And we're all out of codes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Roscoe? What have you been playing? I've been playing a game called In Other Waters, which I can't talk about too much. It's currently embargoed, but my goodness me, this is not what I thought it was going to be, Sean. I made the mistake of getting the code, reading the synopsis, and not looking at screenshots or video and going, yeah. right, I think I get an idea what this is. It's going to be kind of Subnautica, that kind of thing, Beyond Blue. That sounds like something I can get into. It's not that. It's not. It's not that, Sean. It's not. It's, uh, well, if you see a single screenshot of this game, that's exactly what it is. It does not differ from that screenshot, ever. It's all and... text and a radar, isn't it? Is that, is yeah, that... Wow, it's, essentially, okay. it's, it's essentially a text adventure. And so... <laughs> <laughs> it's taken oh, wow. me a little while to get into it, to be honest. Um, I'm not going to say if I like it or not, obviously, but yeah, the review may oh. miss embargo because I'm still not too far into it because it has taken me that long to get my head around what's actually happening. But um, I'm yeah, I am intrigued by it, and it's um, been a nice kind of like counteraction to everything else that I've been playing. It's very ASMR. Um, I've been playing Animal Crossing, obviously, ten or eleven days into that now, and having an absolute blast. It's a wonderful, wonderful game. It's going to be probably up there, one of my games of the year. I played Predator Hunting Grounds, the trial that that was available at the weekend. It was kind of okay. It's a bit janky. My Predator in the two games that I played. Um, had a habit of jumping at a tree and not up them, so it was quite easy. <laughs> Which, you know, um, me and Greg were talking about it um, during the week. It's like, if your predator is good, it makes the game a lot more fun. And so you've got to make sure that, you know, the predator that's in the game, if it's not you, is good at the game. Because, you know, it, it was only a trial, but it made it a bit too easy, and we escaped very easily. As um, thing. I never played as a predator apart from in the uh, the tutorial. So, yeah, I'm not feeling it yet, but hopefully um, something can come of it. I know these guys made Friday the 13th, and we all had a blast playing that, so we shall see. Fortnite, as ever, and I'm now at level 115. Thank you very much. Crossed a battle pass in less than a month. I hate myself, but it's happened now, so we just have to live with it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, having a great time with that, as ever. I don't know whether to like, congratulate or commiserate you. I'm not, I'm not sure I what know. to do there. Shame, shameful, but it's done now. 
Um, the thing is, Fortnite has this habit. When when season two started, they were criticized for not giving out enough XP. Now that's all they do. Everything you do in that game, you get XP for. You find an ammo box. You open a chest. You walk past a certain landmark, and you get like forty thousand XP. You dance at a certain area, you get forty thousand XP. You know, the game just throws it at you. So I think if you do start a battle pass, you could probably still get it done by the end of this season, which is aiming to be the end of April. Do you reckon so, that's on purpose? Do you reckon they just went exactly the opposite way? Oh, for like, sure. You want XP? Here's all your XP. Yeah. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, you whiny little bastards. Here's all your XP. <laughs> but hey, I'll play, play Fortnite for the challenges and for unlocking the characters and stuff. So it's worked out perfectly for me. And uh, yeah, that's about it, really. Not been a bad week. Played a bit more Doom. I do suck at Doom. I really enjoy it, but I'm not very good at it at all. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is a. Uh, it is a challenge. Talking of challenges, segue. It's that time for. Thank you. That's so smooth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most exhilarating, most exciting, most electrifying video game quiz in all the world. Hosting the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. Lock up your daughters. Hold on to your butts and go absolutely uptown Funkatron for the smoothest cat in the entire podcast cosmos. It's the knowledge himself, Mr. Sean Davies. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's Finger Gun Trivia Challenge. We have done this in the previous season, we haven't done this this year at all, but this quiz is basically a list of characters from a game, and I want to know what game it is from. So, what? are you guys... So, I think I'll take you back when, back in the day, we did, like, basically, I read out the name of three characters from a game, you had to tell me what game it was. Uh, oh, I think, okay. for a question. Yeah, there's ten questions. Right, okay. I thought so you were going to do th- 10 characters and like the game. No, 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 no. Tell you where they're from. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, dear. So, uh, you, can't, uh, you know, continue. Um, so, if you've never played this before, I'm going to ask the questions to the guys now. They're going to write down their answers and they're going to send them to me on Slack. So, there's no cheating. <laughs> and then, uh, towards the end of the cast, we're going to get the answers and see how they did. So, are you guys ready? Wait, are we going to send them to you in a message separately, obviously, as we go? Yeah, no, not as you go. Just send them at the end. Okay. How does that sound? Yeah, well, like I said, I, I text myself the answers anyway, so I can't fart around with them. There you go. Okay, question one. Wolf, O'Donnell, Falco, Lombardi, and Peppy, Hare. Nice, easy one to start you off. So question one. American or the uh, American or European name of the game? I'll, t- I'll, I'll take series, so, you know. Oh, what? That just makes it more confusing. <laughs> Does it? Well, it's Parasite it's only, it's only <laughs> One of them in Europe, and it's called something else. And Don't worry. I'll, I'll take any of Use the Use a right forward ones. slash. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, question one. Wolf, O'Donnell, Falco, Lombardi, or Peppy Hair? So, question two. Nozomi Harazaki... Waying Ren and Ryu Hazuki. Question oh, that's two. what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Nozomi Arazaki, Waying Ren and Ryu Hazuki. <laughs> Ross bias. <clears throat> Shut up before you get into any Greg bias. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question three. Hoagie, Laverne, and Bernard. And question three. 
Hoagie, Laverne, and Bernard. Wow. Yeah. Blast from the past. Ooh, that just rocketed up in difficulty, didn't it? Don't worry. There's such a thing as a difficulty curve here, Sean. Not just a, you know, not a cliff. It's a curve. Like, I, I aren't a game, mate. I don't have to make this that it gets, like, more difficult. Yeah. I don't have to give you power-ups halfway through, right? <laughs> okay. That would have great, would it not? <laughs> yeah. Power-up. Be like all the beast. Okay, uh, question four. Sora, Riku, and yeah. Mickey Mouse. And question four. Sora, Riku, and Mickey Mouse. Ah, oh, it's Greg's favourite series. Is it bollocks? <laughs> I think this is this like the only Square Enix series that you haven't fucked with. No, I played the first two. Oh. I think we should stop talking because it's going to get more just... clues, isn't it? Paul's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I've got a fucking Scooby. Okay, question well, actually, five. Does, uh, this one, I think. I think Scooby is not a uh, Disney character. Oh. <laughs> question five. Heiachi Mishima, yes. Nina Williams, and Yoshimitsu. Question five: Ihachi Mishima, Nina Williams, and Yoshimitsu. Isn't one of these guys voiced by Kiefer Sutherland? Exactly. <laughs> I wasn't going to say. Giving the game away. James. <laughs> uh, oh, Good times. Good times. Okay. Question six: Candorus Ordo. HK-47 and Darth Malak. Question 6. Candorus Ordo, HK-47 and Darth Malak. I do love a good tumbleweed. <laughs> It's better than hearing the gears turn, isn't it? Will you take the franchise? I uh, yes. What? No. Oh, okay. Cool. Thanks, Sean. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Pretty... It's got to be the series of games. It's not got to be just the franchise. You said the franchise. I was going to say, otherwise that's said, a massive, it, okay. massive blanket answer, isn't it? Uh, no, it's got. It's got to be. It's got to be the series of games. God damn it! I was doing so well. Oh. Is it because you don't actually know what it is? I'm just asking, like, not in a <laughs> kind of way. I'm just generally surprised if you didn't know what this one was. Why? Because it's not that easy, is it? Let's be honest. Well, Can you just say, like, I'm begging. All right. Question seven. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Question seven. What, what film is that from? Sorry. <laughs> What film is that from? Is that from... Is it... It's not Hot Fuzz, Fuzz, isn't it? Hot Fuzz, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Question seven. Alex Balder, Vladimir Lem, and Mona Sachs. Question seven. Alex Balder, Vladimir Lem, 
and Mona Sachs. Okay. Question eight. Casper Darling, Frederick Langston, and Dylan Vaden. Dylan. <laughs> Sorry, because we were on credit <laughs> themes. I just thought I'd throw it out there. <laughs> okay, question eight. Casper Darling, Frederick Langston, and Dylan Vaden. Really hope people get the Dylan reference. <laughs> okay, question nine. Guybrush Threepwood, Elaine Marley, and Smiling Stan S. Stanman. Can we just put series for that one? Yeah. That's oh, sweet. Question nine. Guybrush Threepwood, Elaine Marley, and Smiling Stan S. Stanman. As its uh, annual mention in the quiz. Mm hmm. And question 10 Kasumi, Ryu Hayabusa, and Tina Armstrong. Wow. And that was all 10 questions. Well, let me repeat that one more time because I didn't say it twice. So question 10 was Kasumi, Ryu, Hayabusa and Tina Armstrong. Oof. How was that? Yeah. It was fine until six. God damn. It was fine until two. What? <laughs> well, no, up till two. You know, up to question two, says in one and two is all right. After that, ain't all right. Do you see what I mean? I see. Oh, God, he's got 10 out of 10, hasn't he? <laughs> we well, two times in a row. That's good. Well, it's absolutely impossible to uh, get that twice in a row, surely. We shall see. Oh, God, he's done it, hasn't he? Oh, what's the point? What's the point anymore, Sean? Just, it's, just, I... it's just corrupt at this point. It's just corrupt at this point. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you, Sean. Right then, let's move on to some news. And first up, Final Fantasy VII's streak date is looking a little bit rocky. Over at Eurogamer, the legendary Wesley Ian Paul says, Square Enix issued a warning about the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake, saying it cannot control the date the game comes out because of the coronavirus outbreak. Meanwhile, the Final Fantasy VII Remake streak date has been broken with copies finding their way into the hands of fans two weeks ahead of the official 10th of April 2020 release. In a blog post, Square Enix said the global lockdown will likely affect the distribution and retail landscape in the West. Quote, as you will be aware, many countries are limiting entry or closing their national and state borders and restricting the distribution and delivery of non-essential items, Square Enix said. Understandably, these restrictions are being implemented so that essential items can reach their destination as fast as possible. End quote. And of course... A Reddit user, because it's always a Reddit user, NateLO22 has posted pictures of the deluxe edition of the game while promising not to spoil the story. Oh, cheers, buddy. How nice of you. Now, I'm not going to get into it because there's a little bit of a uh, story spoiler for Final Fantasy VII. I know Final Fantasy VII has been out forever, but there will be people that haven't played it yet, including me, so I'm not going to look. So there is, a, there is a revised story, isn't there? So it might actually be a genuine spoiler for those that have played the oh, original. Yeah, 
So, uh, yeah, I'm going to start with Greg on this one. Um, I know you're super hyped for Resi on Friday. Um, hopefully yep. that, that gets to you safely. But uh, this, is, this is quite a big deal for these yeah. massive games at the moment. How, do you, how, are you, how is it all sitting with you at the moment? Well, I mean, Capcom have also, since that Final Fantasy statement, all, uh, issued their own saying, pause for scrolling. Where is it? Yeah, so obviously in the wake of Squeenix putting that statement out, Capcom have also issued another one saying that the European sort of side of distribution might also be affected by Resident Evil 3. But no one has broken street release date on that yet. So yeah, I'm kind of apprehensive. Sean and I were sort of chatting about it in the in the Slack chat the other day. And I know from working in retail that if we broke if someone broke street release date, it normally would be a case of we wait for the order to, to do it as well. Because obviously you don't want to lose business to other shops making a profit when you've got to wait on stock you've got out of the back and sitting on for three days. So I'm kind of hoping that if it is, I'm sure it's more sort of smaller distributors that are getting rid of at the moment because there's not going to be much of an impact to them. Big companies, I imagine, like Game and Shop Two, will probably get stuck with fines if they started breaking strip release date. But I would kind of prefer it if they took one one hit in a fine than having to refund out everyone's copies if they get stuck and that, that sounds selfish for me because i've ordered a physical copy of resident evil so yeah i don't want it i don't want it to be sat in a storage unit somewhere either by from shop two or because royal mail gets hold to stop trading mm. you know so yeah for selfish reasons i would rather they broke it and took took one hit rather than thousands of people going right give me a refund then yeah where have you ordered it from shop two shop two i've never had an issue with them before the only issue i did have with I know I talked about in the pod last year was Control, but that wasn't pre-release. That was, I ordered it after it was out and it must have got lost and they were cool about it. They refunded it and I ordered it from somewhere else. Mm. I ordered it from uh, Curry's in the end and got it delivered in a fucking huge box. <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, it was like the size of a bloody eight, eight four sheet of paper for a PS4 game, which was still oh, loose yeah. in there. The one so... thing I ordered from uh, Shop 2 was a PS4. Oh, they... yeah. yeah, and they sent it to another country. <laughs> Yeah, but, and, um, then I, and, and then I complained about it, and they blocked me on Twitter. So fuck you, Shop2. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the statement with Resi just says, please check with your local retailers. So, I mean, Shop2 have been pretty good in the past, bar, bar like that one blip. And when they put a statement out about GTA V saying, you know, we can't send this any earlier than we're allowed to, they've always sent stuff early, really. Yeah, uh, this, is a different, this is a different situation, though, isn't it? Yeah, this is what I mean. Like, um, I'm sure they weren't all mostly working from home and having one guy you know working in distribution center that kind so it's, it's up in the air i mean shop two have put out a statement saying as far as they're aware it's business as normal but that was a couple of days ago so it's it's a tense time i mean obviously it's a tense time worldwide but i mean more specifically because resident was out on friday and if push comes to shove i'm sure i could cancel it and buy digital but you know you know me being a traditionalist indeed so um, yeah i'm i'm cautious but we'll see it's got to suck for those who have it at- you know, game and stuff have all closed. And, yeah, well, and uh, for people that order collect editions as well. Yeah, I mean, what is... Have they announced anything that you're aware of for people that Who? have pre-ordered a game and say Argos or these retailers that are... No, I haven't seen anything, really. I don't actually follow game on the social, so I haven't seen any statements from them on other posts or shared or anything like that. I know I've just seen the thing about stores being closing, but, yeah, I haven't seen anything to say, yet we've, we've had to cease trading. Because, I mean, that that's, like... The Royal Mail and other postal services are still considered essential at the moment, aren't they? So, Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think our local game, you know, they were basically forced to stay open the week that Animal Crossing and Doom came out. 
Yeah, same. And that, that that also happened with a similar sort of story with GameStop in America, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, they the overheads were like, well, we need the income of these two games. And so I yeah. think that's what they did. I mean, our local games have now closed, thankfully, and the staff yeah, are you know, really happy about that. Um, and that's good. But, you know, it is resi and it is final fantasy that's a lot of income that they're going to lose of people yes. just like foot walking through the door yeah exactly and that's just that's just kind of how it has to be i know but you know there there are people that would have put money down for these games months ago yeah but so um yeah that's that's where i am at the moment because i've ordered it online i'm touching every bit of wood that just it will turn up and that's not a euphemism i'm literally just really really crossing every joint to to hope that it turns up and again i know it sounds selfish in this current climate there's bigger things to worry about but it's been 22 years, 21 years since the uh, last one. So, when is Resi and Final Fantasy not been considered an essential purchase? You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Toilet roll, you know, toilet yeah. roll, supplies, pasta, games. They all work in tandem with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Shod, what do you think about this uh, um, situation and about the, the street date being broken? I don't know. As well. <laughs> all right, good. It's, the street date being broken is kind of inevitable, I guess, because it's probably the biggest release of all time and you know what the street gates the street day gets broken all the time like there there are small indie retailers who sell games you know the the shops inside supermarkets and all you know the the in markets and stuff those guys get new copies and they sell them before the release date all the time the only reason this has even become like news is the fact that it's final fantasy remake because of what's going on with the quarantine and because you know the guy posted it on Reddit as he'd promised he would. You know, people were calling him out and saying, you were, you're not going to get one early. And he has got one early. And he was just trying to show off. So it's it's not a surprise. Like, this happens all the time. And if I was a small retailer, Two I'd be doing the exact same. Yeah, it happens all the time. Like, I had really? I had completed Sleeping Dogs and 100%ed it before the game even released. Of course you did. Like, but this is, not, this not, is not, like... Not, not of course you did as in, like, yeah, bollocks. I mean, like, of, of course you finished it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is just the word, like, there, there are special shops which, you know, so long as so long as nobody's going around and bleating about it, they've got their customers they know that come in regularly and they do this all the time. You know, there's, there used to be one that a lot of game journalists in the, from Bath that used to go to, if they couldn't get a code for a game they needed to review, they would go there and m- miraculously, they'd be able to get a, a copy before the release date. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's just one of those things. It's just because it's a really hot topic. On the topic of um, deliveries and pre-orders and that kind of stuff, we're in a really freaking weird time. Like, it, it, I don't think anyone expected, you know, okay, I'm going to pre-order this game for maybe two months' time for that to be then put in jeopardy. I think the publishers are obviously really um, being forward-thinking with this, so they're sending the copies out earlier, as you can tell by the, the Final Fantasy thing. You know, the, the copies are in stores somewhere. They're ready to be sold, so that makes sense. And I hope that people are going to be safe when they get their copies, is, is the, the thing with this, because obviously... Post shouldn't be a problem. You know, they're coming straight from a warehouse. And so long as the mail isn't being disrupted too much, everyone should get their copy when they're supposed to get their copy. It's this, they're getting it into stores and having this weird outside drop-off pickup zone thing that they all seem to be thinking about doing, which is it sounds insane. Because, you know, we can't have a queue in a store, but yeah, sure, light up down the streets waiting for your game, because that's going to make sense. Just, it doesn't make any sense. I'd, I'd much prefer they just change it all up. You know, they, they called every customer. But what other options that they have for order people who did order it through the retail stores they they basically gonna have to figure out a way of you know getting their phone number 
or calling them or you know how can they how can people possibly go to pick up a physical pre-order at this stage if the store's shut the store's shut you know it's it's like an impossibility like can you imagine yeah. the army if if they if we go into full lockdown and you you call in the national guard or whatever and you've got soldiers on the streets and somebody's like and he can get me ready three that understand well, yeah, some of them will. I've got, I've got <laughs> a special pass for me, ma'am. <laughs> I've got a doctor's note. <laughs> I've got this receipt, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. You, you go, mate. You go. You go. I, I just, I just think it's. I understand that people would be pissed if they they were supposed to be going to pick it up from a shop. If the shops were to put up on all their social medias just to say we cannot, you know, hand deliver it, and that's where a lot of the disruption is going to come from. Call us. Tell us what your receipt is. And we'll send it to you in the post if you give us your, your address. That just makes sense to me. We'll see. There's going, to, there's going to be a lot of people around the country that have this pre-ordered, though, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think but I think there's going to be more that have pre-ordered online than there have mm. in store. Because, you know, to be fair... Editions, though, that's the, the big deal, isn't it? But they were through game, weren't they? Yes. Uh, so, Final Fantasy and the Resi one, were, yeah. yeah. Over here. So, so I mean, they'd all be posted out anyway, wouldn't they? They only they'd send, like, two, two per shop anyway, wouldn't they? Well, yeah, true. So, so most of them would have been posted out that you you wouldn't have had them. So, like, it's it's just it's madness, and I, I think people need to be a bit more understanding. You know, you've got these people that are calling for Resident Evil Three to be to delayed until for respect of the. Current. Oh yeah, I sent I sent that in the chat, didn't I? That was mental. Yeah, people just need to calm down. You know, it's video yeah. games. You'll get it when it comes. You know, <laughs> that being crazy. I mean, if, if this lockdown uh, gets extended, then Which, that covers fine. what. I, what the Last of Us and uh, Last of Us would be two on the nose, two on the nose. They can't sell a game about a virus outbreak, <laughs> Boris, etc. Mm. <laughs> that was the worst Boris impression, but still, I appreciate you putting some effort in there, dude. <laughs> Thanks. I'm getting a letter from Boris this week. Apparently, apparently, we all are. How exciting! Mm. Oh fuck me. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be run out of, I have run out of toilet roll, so that'll be fantastic timing. <laughs> Uh, right, let's jump into the next big uh, story of the week. Fortnite maker Epic Games is getting into publishing in a big way. Today, the company announced the launch of Epic Games Publishing. This is at The Verge, which is exactly what it sounds like. A publishing label funded by Epic. To start, Epic have lined up an impressive trio of development partners. That includes Remedy Entertainment, most recently known for the surreal action game Control that we all loved here. Play Dead, uh, the guys behind Limbo and Inside, again, two fantastic games. And Gen Design, a studio helmed by director Fumito Ueda, who, of course, made The Last Guardian. In a statement, Remedy said that the deal covered two titles, one larger scale production and one smaller game set in the same universe. Now, what's interesting about this is that the Epic Games Store, which boasted about its more developer-friendly terms, the new publishing label is meant to offer a better deal for game creators uh, by saying developers retain 100% of all IP and full creative control of their work, Epic Games will cover up to 100% of development costs from developer salaries to go to marketplace expenses such as QA, localization, marketing, and all publishing costs. Developers earn a fair share for their work. Once costs are recouped, developers earn at least 50% of all profits. Now, now this is pretty awesome. In a similar premise to EGS, Epic Games Store, which offers developers a revenue split of 88 to 12, compared to the 30% cut most digital stores take from sales. Epic previously supported game development through grants such as the 100 million megawatt program by signing games to exclusive EGS deals. Now, I'm going to throw this to Sean. This is pretty awesome, isn't it? This is the best publishing deal I have ever seen, ever. And it's coming for everybody, this deal, because it's basically making everybody else in the market have to reevaluate their 
their water level. You, you look at people were really expecting, you know, for Remedy to go with a console manufacturer for the next game. You know, people have been thinking about Sony, thinking about people about Microsoft. What um, Epic have done is come in and give them the single best publishing deal I have ever seen for two games, and that is fantastic. And it's you know, it's it's a multi-device development. It's not just for PC through Epic Game Store, it's through consoles as well. So it's going to be Epic Games publishing their own, you know, publishing other people's works on the PlayStation 4 or 5, on the Xbox One and Series X. It's an amazing deal. And the general reaction from any developers um, is that that is way above and beyond what most publishers and console manufacturers are willing to offer at the moment. Most of them want the ownership of the IP. This isn't the case. They get to own their own IP. So if they don't want to work with Epic in the future, they can take that and make a sequel to the game on their own. It's fantastic. It's such a good deal. It has the potential to really like transform game publishing because everyone's going to have to look at this now and go, holy shit, if Epic can do this, then why aren't everyone else? Yeah. Do you think that they're going to accumulate more development teams over time? I don't think so right now. I think this is... With with the Fortnite money, I think this is probably one of their big final investments. I think you know whatever whatever Remedy's working on will be expensive. Whatever the Last Guardian team, I can't, I can't remember their new studio name, but it's whatever they're going to work on, it's going to be expensive. So I think this might be quite a significant outlay in the short term, but obviously being recouped through their own store. So if it's selling exclusively on the Epic Game Store, um, they'll get you know eighty eight percent of the revenue so so these are studios making games that no matter how much epic try to push it they are going to need to be multi-platform they're going to need to be on consoles they're going to need to be maybe i can't see them selling it on steam because of because epic are really trying to push steam to change but i can definitely see it being on consoles so you know these games this is why it's going to be so transformative because you're going to have console manufacturers out there now with new potentially big checkbooks to write out checks with and epic have just come on and gone these are the terms that we'll offer you know why aren't you doing the same and while i imagine getting three of the best independent studios on board at the same time was probably a significant outlay they might have some more in the budget you never know so it's it's an incredible deal and yeah it, it really is important very cool very cool good for you epic using all that Fortnite money for good <laughs> yeah yeah, Thank you. Good for them. Um, <laughs> I just think it's a bit sad that um, Epic are now associated with being the creators of Fortnite, not Gears of War or yeah, I Unreal. Know, I know. I know. <sighs> it's tragic. I know. Do you remember in 2014 when Clippy Blazinski was on stage talking about Fortnite? All those yeah. years ago. The very first reveal of Fortnite. And it was just, it was just saved the world at that point. It was just a fun. It had a single player. Four player thing. Yeah. Oh, that's shit, what it was. Yeah. It was, it, was meant to be, it, was... it was meant to be you build you build fortresses during the daytime and then you defend it in the nighttime. Yeah, that's what it was six years ago. And yeah, wow. it was meant to be a single player and multiplayer kind of uh, just four player thing. And yeah, then F absolutely turned it on its head and now Save the World has been literally deleted from my copy of Fortnite. I can't get mm. into it. I bought the game. I may have gotten a code. I can't remember. But I bought the game and I had saved the world. And I go and play it now and I can't play it. I got to buy it again. That's because there's only like four other people in the world playing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to play it? No one else is. Pay for it. That seems to be the way to save the world. Which is kind of weird. But uh, yeah, I mean, Epic are uh, making big moves. And hopefully uh, maybe PlayStation and Xbox will follow suit. 
Right then, let's move on. Let's go straight to the quiz answers because this has been a packed episode. Okay. Right. <laughs> Question one. Wolf O'Donnell, Falco Lombardi and Peppy Hare was Paul? Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Fox slash Star Wing. Yeah, I'll take that. Yes. I, what is Star Wars? I don't Star- know. Black Seeger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, question two: Nozomi Harazaki, Woying Ren, and Ryu Hazuki. Roscoe, any ideas on this one, buddy? I think it's Shenmu. That is correct. Well done. I'm glad you put Ryu in because the first two like threw me. Yes. He said uh, Ryu Hazuki. I was like, oh, like, fuck. Yeah. Hazumi threw you. Hazumi's the most important character in the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Question three, Hoagie, Laverne, and Bernard. Greg, what have you got for this? I put, I, I thought it was a, a LucasArts one, and I couldn't think of many, so I put Full Throttle. I knew I recognised it from something, but it's not going to be that, is it? It's not Full Throttle, no. Is it a LucasArts one, though? It is a LucasArts one. Right, I was sort of It's the there. other one. What? Um, <laughs> it's not It's not Grim Fandango. No, it's not Grim. It's Day of the, the other one. <laughs> it's what? Oh, fuck's sake. Day of the Tentacle. Yes. Did you get that, or are you... <laughs> Did he stubbed his toe while trying to give an answer? I'm not sure. Okay, question four... Wait, did you get that, Paul? Or are you going, ah, oh, like me? Yeah, no, I got it. Shame. Okay, question four. Sora, Riku, and Mickey Mouse. Paul? Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is correct. Question five. Um, the guy who is voiced by who? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Hitachi... <laughs> Hitachi. <laughs> past past the Dutchy. Hitachi, Mishima, Nina Williams, and Yoshimitsu. Greg? Tekon. Tekon's correct. Question six. Kandarius Ordo, HK47, and Darth Malik. Uh, Roscoe? I don't know. It's bloody Star Wars, isn't it? But I don't know which Star Wars game it is. So just just, just shove it somewhere. Okay. I don't care anymore. Paul? <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic is correct. Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, Question seven. Alex Balder, Vladimir Lem, and Mona Sachs. Greg? Max Payne. Max Payne is correct. Uh, Question eight. Casper Darling, Frederick Langston, and Dylan Faden. Paul? No idea. Roscoe? Control. Control is correct. Oh, so that's that's two remedy games in a row. That's bias. That's why you need to play it, dude. Uh, It's what? I need to play it. It's awesome. It's a good point. Yeah. Uh, question nine: Gabriel Streetwood, Elaine Marley, and Smiling Stan Danman. Greg, <laughs> Monkey Island. Monkey Island. Yeah. And question ten: Kasumi, Ryu, Hayabusa, and Tina Armstrong. Paul, uh, Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive is correct. I almost started writing Ninja Gaiden until you said Tina Armstrong on that one. I was like, oh. <laughs> Bit of a tricksy one. Bit of a tricksy. Mm. Well, I could have just not been impatient. Okay. So if you toss up your scores. Russ, how many did you get? Eight. Eight. Greg, how many did you get? Nine. Nine. Paul, can you beat nine? Nope. How many did you get? I've got eight. Ooh, that was a close one. See, this is it, right? Every time I do a quiz and you're like, oh, this one was really tough. And then it's like eight and nines. Well done, everyone. That That was a good quiz. And... Well done, Greg. You are pulling further into the, the lead. I can see a title change in the horizon. Roscoe, come on, man. Paul. Yeah, but we don't know when the season ends. There's plenty of time yet. Well, you know, it could, <laughs> could end now. Winning. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you very much, John. A pleasure. Well done, Greg. Thank you. 
Right, there's just time to go out this week. Out this week, Persona 5 Royal is coming to PS4. The whole world is very excited about it. I don't understand Persona. So, for those who are excited, enjoy. It's going to be great. Thank you. March 31st, Zombie Army Trilogy is coming to Switch. The Complex is coming to Xbox One, PS4, all that goodness stuff on March 31st. Uh, There will be a review of that on the website. So, look out for that very, very soon. April the 1st, Totally Reliable Delivery Service. It's coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. There is a review of that up on the website right now. And it sure is something. April 3rd, Hyper Parasite is coming to PS4 and Switch. Uh, looks awesome. There will be a review of that as well on the website. God, we're just crushing it at the moment. It's amazing. April 3rd is also Resident Evil 3. Get your digital copy on April 3rd. Very exciting. <laughs> you only said that because I wasn't reacting to the original bit. You're like, how you? can I? How can I? I just wanted, I just wanted to. I just wanted to get you involved. I'm. I'm super. I'm super invested. Good times. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that does bring an end to this week's Finger Guns podcast. It's been a big one, hasn't it? I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much indeed for listening. It is goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. What's the goodbye version of Howdy that we all do? See y'all. It's not Toodles, is it? I'm not going to steal that. <laughs> no, no. See y'all later. Yeehaw. Wow. I'm not. I'm too West Country to say see y'all. It just come out like a Bristolian. It just come out like a Bristolian. All right, then. See you later. Uh, yeah, that was it. Sorry. All right, cool. Good. Uh, goodbye from Mr. Sean Davies. Toodles. And goodbye from the Paul Collett. Layers. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> follow us everywhere at FNGRGNS, Facebook.com, full slash fingerguns, UK, twitch.tv slash fingerguns.net. And we'll see you next time. Thank you very much indeed for listening to episode 52 of the Finger Guns podcast. 51. 51? 51? 51. Yeah, wasn't it 50 last week? Didn't you call it 52 at the start as well? No, oh, bollocks. I'll come oh. back. <laughs> <laughs> just, just go back and record it, but it's just going to be like a weird little continuity. You're going, 52. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> terrible, terrible mistake. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>